Hey, True Disciples, it's your girl, Michaela, and I'm a co-host here with my handsome husband, Rico Smith. Hey, True Disciples, it's your boy, Rico. Thank you for tuning in with another episode. For you guys who are first uh, tuning in for the first time, uh, welcome to the show. Well, we love to have you. Uh, here, me and my wife are on a mission to turn people back to a relationship with God and away from legalism. Here, we discuss kingdom marriage, health relationships, and what it means to be a true disciple. Let's stay tuned, stay blessed, and most importantly, stay connected to the ultimate power source, which is Jesus. All right, we about to start, y'all. What's up, True Disciple? It's your boy, Rico. We're back with another one, man. Hope you guys had a good one, uh, like, in the weekend, sort of say, a good week. How you doing today? I'm doing amazing. You doing amazing? That's a bet. How, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Okay. You okay? I'm doing good. You already got on Adidas shirt. I have Adidas shirt on. With a robe. Look, look, I have Adidas shirt on, a robe. Carhartt beanie, I'm sorry. And a beanie on. I look a fool right now. And some shorts. And some shorts with some socks. Hey, but I look comfy, though. You can't say I don't look comfy. I look comfortable. I'm warm. It's starting to get cold outside. You know, even though... Yeah, even though California cold is a little different than ours. Cut me off again. Oh, my bad. Hey, my bad, my bad. Anyway, I don't think I don't think they can see you flinch though. Okay, well here y'all, <clears throat> like y'all can get the representation. I don't think they can see you flinch well, though. Well, they can hear that. They can hear the because mm, when I said mm, I just that doesn't even make that doesn't even make sense yes, what you're does. doing. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Anyway, all right, guys, we back with another one. I know we're going through a series right now, and Kelly, can you tell them what the series is about again? Hey y'all, it's called. Reconnecting to the head. We were reconnecting to the head, you know. And what does that mean, Kayla? Knowing who Jesus is. <laughs> there you go. Knowing who Jesus is. Because you got to reconnect to the head and the arm. Got to match the body. The leg got to match the body. The arm, the hand, everything. 
perfect. Why are you looking at me? Why are you giving me that disgusted face like that? Because you started dancing with me. <laughs> like a person. Like hey, you got to hey, know the ligaments. I know I had to do the ligaments. But anyway, y'all, we back with another one. Just, you know, for you guys uh, listening uh, for the first time, uh, this is me and my wife, me, uh, Kayla, and my name is Rico. We're doing a podcast called True Disciple. And uh, this podcast about pretty much, you know, getting rid of legalisms in the church. And we talk about just reconnecting, you know, pretty much understanding the real relationship with Jesus. Pretty plain and simple, man. And it's all about being a true disciple, just like the title. <laughs> But anyway, um, for you guys who've been tracking, you know, listening to us, getting down with us, uh, you know, we've been in uh, this lesson, reconnecting with the head. And uh, today, guys, we're going to start part three of that uh, series. Um, So we're going to be still in Colossians 2.18. And uh, and I always like to reread it again because, you know, you know, there's people that's new listening, right? So they want to know what it is so they can follow along. Uh, so this is going to come out of the NIV version. So it says, do not let anyone who delights in false humility and the worship of angels disqualify you. Such a person also goes into great detail about what they have seen. They are puffed up with idle notions by their unspiritual mind. They have lost connection with the head from whom the home body supported and held together by the ligaments and sinews grows as God causes to grow. Since you died with Christ to the elemental spiritual forces of this world, why as though you still belong to the world? Do you submit to his rules? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. These rules which have to do with things that are all destined to perish with use are based on the merely human commands and teachings. Such regulations indeed have an appearance of wisdom with their self-imposed worship, their false humility, and their harsh treatment of the body, but they lack any value in restraining sensual indulgence. So here we look at, uh, we follow our brother Paul right here. He's talking to the Colossians. Um, and uh, just, uh, we went, we, we, we dive deep on about uh, different types of uh, teachings. He talks about um, different types of uh, religious practice we practice today that pretty much we do on a conscious basis, but don't really know the, you know, the foundation of it. We just thinking like, okay, if we do this fast for 40 days, it's going to justify my right into heaven, you know, and we pretty much said, you know, we pretty much broke that down to which it doesn't, you know, it's really that relationship with Jesus, you know, first, because we got to understand why are you doing these things? We don't want to be like the, you know, the Sacrates and the Pharisees, how they were, because they, they was doing fastings and everything. And I remember Jesus, you know, Jesus had, if you read guys read Matthew, he had told these guys like pretty much, you know, you guys are like leading y'all finding people, y'all leading people uh, down the wrong way. Y'all think y'all better than people, this and that. And I, and me and Kelly was talking about this earlier. I said, man, you know what? Jesus was the first person to talk against church. We're one of the first people. And it was like, he came to the, he came against the church so bad. Like, it's like, if I was going to a church today and be like, Hey man, all y'all false. You're going to get up out of here. People look at me crazy. People want to jump on me. <laughs> try to fight me do all kind of crazy things um so today we're going to talk about um undoing christian meteorocracy so um i think i said did i say that wrong i said meteorocracy meteorology meteorology that's it i feel like i said i feel like i said that wrong <laughs> mediocre <laughs> I should have said that. I'm doing Christian mediocre. Mediocrity. 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 There you go. Mediocrity. That's so weird to say that, though. It is, huh? 
Because when you think the word, it comes from mediocre. I know that. It made it like a mediocrity. So but it's so weird how it's that's like. Like the state of being mediocre. But exactly. Yeah. It's so weird how that how that's like. Mediocre. English language is so weird sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I've been speaking into the day I was born. <laughs> Since the day I was born. But anywho, y'all, we talking about undoing Christian mediocrity. So this is a much needed um, podcast for everyone to include ourselves because Let's just be real. Like, you're never... I heard the realest thing, bro, on this show, bro. And this lady, she was talking about how you're not going... Like, you're going to... To the time that you leave this life... Right. You're going to always be looking for your purpose and stuff. And one thing about being a believer of Christ, bro, is that you're never going to just get it right. You know what I'm saying? There's going to be different seasons and stuff that are going to come by where you're like... You know, oh, I'm feeling good in this season. Like, this is like, you know, this is my season right here. And it's going to be somewhere you like, Lord, like, are you here? Like, where are you? You know what I'm saying? So, like, a Christian mediocrity, y'all, is really, like, the basis of everything. And um, we have to really, like, undo that. Undo that, like, in the church and stuff, you know, and... This comes by, like, us just, like, making sure that we're sharpening our relationships with Jesus constantly. Sorry. I don't know why I can't talk today. But anywho, (laughs) constantly, y'all. And making sure that we're not, like, we're not superficial about it. Or making sure that, you know, we're real and we're allowing God to judge us, you know. And Rico talked about, I know we always talk about the Pharisees and Sadducees, but if you look into the Bible, throughout the ministry of Jesus, these were the same people that continuously came up to to Jesus, right? They were the reason for his persecution. And um, we see how they thought that they were religious. They thought that they were, you know, God's gift to earth. Like they was, y'all couldn't touch me, none of that. You know what I'm saying? That's what they thought. But Jesus came and he was like, okay, let's undo all this. We're not doing all this. And Jesus was the exact opposite of what they displayed and tried to show and showcast as holy. So, um, babe, what is your thoughts like on undoing Christian mediocrity? Um, I just, uh, man, it's, it's really like a, it's not like a tough answer, you know, to that question. Um, I really just think like, we just have to really like dive back into like why we came to Jesus in the first place and just get back on the horse. Cause sometimes like I routines can become mediocre. Uh, it's like the same old, same old. And sometimes we find ourselves just like being in that space where we just like, I guess like even sometimes losing your purpose and things. And it's like, man, like God, I remember, you know, you telling me this and that and, and, you know, I'm going flowing with this and I'm on the right track here and there. But then it's like now it's like I feel like I'm lost in this space. I feel like I'm not even on the right track no more. So I'm like, now I want to question what you're doing with me, you know. And I feel like every Christian faces that, you know, even me. Um, and we just got to always go. We just got to go back to like the go back to really him and just, you know, if we if we took notes or. Uh, if the Lord showed us something, wrote stuff down like that. And, um, and we just, just remember like, okay, all right. Sometimes you just got to like hit your head. Like, okay, all right, let's get back into the motion. I don't know why I'm feeling like this. Get back. This is just, you know, myself life trying to drown me out and should not keep me, you know what I'm saying? Off, off the right path. 
Um, and we just got to get back to man, get stay back. You know, what I'm saying go back, go back to where it began. You know, some, that's where we sometimes we got to do. You know, sometimes I find myself going back to like, man, God, I remember I made a decision to really follow you when I was young, but didn't know it. You know what I'm saying? I was a Christian. I don't know if y'all was like me, but I was a Christian. Every time they said, if anybody here <laughs> want to change their life, yeah. bro, I wouldn't up there every single time, even though I done gave my life to God. Yeah. yeah, and I remember my mentor was like, Rico, you know, you know you don't have to keep doing that, right? I'm like, what do you mean? You ain't got to keep going up there. Like, you changed your life. You gave it to him. You gave it to him. It ain't like you got to keep doing that. And I just thought, like, oh, shoot, I need to re-keep doing that because yeah. I'm thinking, like, you got to have a perfect track record. But it's feel like it's. I feel like every time, every, sing, every time, like, you try to keep, like, a perfect track record of something, of your wrongs, you always fall short, too. Like, you be like, man, I went seven days without doing this. Then something happened to you slip up. You're like, dang. Now I'm missing my seven day streak. It's like, it's not about a streak. You know what I'm saying? Because you never know when the race is going to be finished with you. It's all about perseverance. And another thing, y'all, just to clarify, like for those who don't know, or, you know, sometimes we hear a word, you know, and we're like, oh, okay, I know what that means, but we can't really like right. put it to like words of what it means. So like being mediocre means to be like ordinary, to be indifferent, to be like everyone else. So like what Rico said, you know, like me, I was one of those people too, where I felt like I had to continuously go up to the altar to re-give my life to Jesus, rededicate my life to Jesus, when in reality that wasn't the case. And a lot of the times that has a lot to do with us being mediocre, being mm-hmm. mediocre Christians and being like everyone else and what we have to understand is that when we are following jesus like there's a transformation that comes from that you're you're not going to be like everybody else you're not going to think and see the way that everybody else sees and thinks you know what i'm saying or think that you know humor or any of those different things you know are more acceptable you know than what it is that the lord has shown you so um i think that's crazy because it's like when we, for me personally, like when going to church and stuff, y'all, like everybody talked about this Jesus dude. They talked about the Holy Spirit. They talked about how God sent his father. They talked about tithes. They talked about all these different things. But it was just crazy because it was like, dang, like I personally like didn't know who he was. I didn't know who he was. I had no relationship with him. I always heard like people talking about how their first encounter with Jesus, how it was, how it was like an overwhelming presence of peace and how it just felt so like just one of the most beautiful things for them. And that was something that I longed for. And I feel like a lot of us Christians long for like, okay, what is, who is this Jesus do? Like, why hasn't he shown himself to me? You know what I'm saying? And a lot of that has to do with the fact that we in today's society and culture and stuff we are mediocre christians we're comfortable with being like everybody else we're comfortable with not praying we're comfortable with if you really want to think about it our sin and that's the reality of it and i had to know that i had to like jesus had to show me bro like where you can't you jesus can't show that's why the bible says be holy because i'm holy you know 
And, like, if we're still living in sin, bro, and we're not living in a life of transformation to the point where we're trying to turn away, because that's what, that's what um, repentance is, to repent and to turn away from, you know? And that doesn't mean, like, you know, let me hold off on this. I'm not going to come to Jesus till I get this right. No, come to Jesus, because that's what we all have to do. Right. It's a matter of allowing him to convict us. And for me, I can't speak for everybody else, but for me, I was living a very sinful life to the point where I didn't have no conviction. Jesus couldn't pierce my heart. And I do believe that in order for us to really have a relationship with Jesus, bro, we have to allow him to chastise us and, you know, convict us of our wrong and stuff. But when we're mediocre and we're ordinary and we're indifferent and we're just like the world and we just like everyone else, then how can he get to us and pierce us, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel it. I feel it, too. You know, especially, on like, on that superficial thing. You never want to be, you know, fake. Fake yeah. out here, pretty much. Yeah. You we know. were talking about that, too. I think it was yesterday or the day before yesterday, like, mm-hmm. doing, like, lengthy prayers so everybody can yeah. pray. And, like, you, well, even when we first met, like, I was always fascinated by, like, your, um, you know, like, coming up and stuff. Like, the mentors God put, like, placed strategically, like, in your life and stuff. Like, even after your dad had died at the age of two. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, you had, like, all these different men come and, like, you know, just plant seeds of faith in you. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or, like, how you were, like, in the church and stuff. And you always told me about that dude, the dude that you said named Cowboy, how he would stand up and his prayer would be so simple and it'd be so short. But it was God-filled, you know? He really just said, thank you, God, thank you, Jesus, and that's it. And sat back down. Yeah. That's all he said. He'd been saying that, I don't know how long I met him. But it's still, like, when it's coming out of, like, I can't explain it. Like, you, we just got to ask God to, like, be able to prick our hearts and, like, make it, like, silly putty, you know? And mm-hmm. honestly, y'all, bro, like, I just, I be trying, bro. Sometimes I'm not going to lie. His children be getting on my nerves. Sometimes y'all be getting on my nerves. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. And I be like, Lord. And we have to, it's hard going, like, having, you know, we got to continuously go to God and ask him to continue to make our hearts soft. Because let's just be real. In this world, bro, it's hard. It's really, it's really, it's hard. Honestly, it's hard to keep your heart softened without Jesus. Oh, yeah. That's why you see so many people walking around and they're full of hate or they don't have no peace or they just, you know, you just see somebody, you know, and they just automatically have an attitude, you know, or like Rico, he went into the gas station today. He's talking to this dude and dude is just not friendly. He's not friendly. You know, and it's like, okay, like we have to come to a point where it's like, man, like, you know, you don't know what anybody's battling, regardless of what your situation is or anything. But it's like, it's crazy because Rico was talking to me about it and I'm being insensitive and I'm like, babe, you know, whatever. He didn't want to talk, you know, leave him alone. If he don't want to talk, treat him accordingly and all this other stuff. But that's not what Jesus wants us to do. And I guess, like, Jesus, I'm just being real with y'all. Jesus convicted me of that. I was like, dang. that's We're called to be the light. We're called to be nice to people and love on people. And when we start trying to, like, get back at everybody or do people the way that they do us, then that is Christian mediocrity. Right, babe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is, man. 
And like, you know, uh, like, you know, the Lord and his word tells us all the time, you know, to be set apart, you know, um, be the house on the hill. Um, man, even in the scriptures, uh, through the 13 letters that Paul wrote, you know, he talks about, um, us being, um, you know, when people repay us with evil, we pay back with good. You know what I'm saying? Because it's all been set apart. Can't be in the world. Like, I know the world, you know, put emphasis on treat people accordingly, treat people according this and that. Ain't nothing wrong with it. It's just to an extent, you know, what you mean by that. Because a lot of people intend, you know, intent to treat people, you know, accordingly. It's like, if someone's going to treat you bad, you treat them, you know what I'm saying? You don't repay them bad, but you treat them like, okay, don't mess with them pretty much. You treat them accordingly to let them, like, let themselves fall on their own sword pretty much. And that's not how it's, like, that's not how we're called to be towards people. We're called to be light. You know, we're called to, you know, love on people. Yeah. Even though they don't want to, you still got to. You know what I'm saying? And still, and you just have that love, man, for love of people just want to. You never know what someone's going through. You know, I remember when I was, at a church camp and we was going, we was coming back from a little mission we did in the city and we stopped in, uh, we stopped at a gas station and we all walked in with our, we all had like a little camp shirts on and they, and the, and the shirt had, uh, it had Proverbs. It had the Proverbs, um, Proverbs three verses five verses four, four through six, you know what I'm saying? And that, and that verse talks about the Lord will make our path straight pretty much. And uh, we had this shirt on, and we went up to the counter, and we talked to this lady, and uh, she just, like, we were talking to her, and she just started crying. She was like, she was like, um, she wanted to quit that day, like, literally at that day. She was thinking of suicide. There was just a lot of stuff going on. And she just said, like, you know, the Lord had, like, pretty much answered prayer. Like, you know, that shirt, you know, the shirt, like, gave her hope that verse gave her hope and that was like crazy because like man who 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 knew that you know what i'm saying and that lady like when she said she was about to quit like she was about to walk up out of there and you know what i'm saying and like just not feeling like she won't live anymore that gave her hope and that one verse in that shirt we had and we just sat there and prayed for her man and and she was just you know it was a, it was a crazy thing that was like one of the first times i seen like seen like the lord work on something i was like man that's crazy like this lady you know, got impacted from the above verse, you know, which is the Lord on a shirt. So it's like, you know, we was at that, we was at the right time at the right moment, you know what I'm saying? Cause it's like, we say, you know, the Lord say they're from doing something that she probably regret or, you know what I'm saying? That she, he ain't had really in her plans. You know, the Bible tells us that in the, in the, uh, in a man's heart, there are many plans, but it's only the Lord's that prevails. So, you know, we can have all these things come up in our heads and what we want to do, but it's only the Lord's one that comes pretty much comes alive pretty much. And, and, and I feel it and I feel it, man. And I, and like, there are a lot of people out there that want to jump on the fake, the fake train, you know, even I've been there too. And when Lord allows you to do something and he's calling you to do something, you just got to go do it, man. Or you'll miss it. You know what I'm saying? You'll miss the train. You know, he'll keep knocking, you know, but that train may move. And, but his, again, 
his his plan will prevail, but it may prevail with a different person. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, and that's one of the, the sucky things that can happen. So, um, I'm not saying like you probably like wonder like, well, God had planned for me, and then, and I decide I want to get back right and want to go back. Even though the plan is still there, it's not gonna leave. You know what I'm saying? He still has a plan for you. You know, you know at that moment. He called to do something. You didn't do it. You know, now he has to get something else to get established. He gives us choice. Choice to make. Yeah, he does. He gives us choice. And it's like a, I don't want to say like a job offer. All right. But it's like one of those things where it's like, hey, you know, I have this. You know, you can have it. But he's not, he gives us choice. He's not a God where he's like, take this because this is what I have for you. Exactly. You need to go ahead and hurt it. He allows us to choose of whether we want to be obedient or disobedient. And I believe that we can all agree that, like, when we're, li- when we're living a life of Christian, you know, mediocrity and trying to be seen and just being superficial and trying to be known and, you know, doing things that God hasn't called us to do so that we can be portrayed and seen as religious, then that is a form of Christian mediocrity. And that's what this ver- these verses are talking about, y'all. Like, it's here, and I just, it's funny that, because any other time we do a podcast, or God leads us into doing a podcast, um, we always, like, move and skip verses and stuff, but I really do believe that these, for one, the whole Bible, but it's just, it's crazy how this is the first series where God is having us zoom in and really focus on just a couple bit of scriptures, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, it's just, it's just this, you know? Exactly. And but it's important because in order, in order for you to have, in order for us all to have a strong relationship with Jesus, bro, we cannot go into these false notions and stuff. Because the world is going to swing here and swing there. You see it with trends. You see it with culture and stuff. It's always this one thing that can easily influence somebody. And they're jumping right on that train, that train mm-hmm. you know? And that's not how we are called to be. And um, we have to have, we have to have, like, being a follower of Jesus, bro, is really, 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 really about giving him your heart, allowing him to pierce your heart. And it's one of those things where you, I mean, you know, whoever you are, it don't matter who you are, you know? As long as your heart is, like, geared towards the Lord, it's focused on the Lord, and it's allowing him to prick your heart, bro. Because you see Saul. Saul didn't allow God to prick his heart. You know, this before Jesus came, because it's the Old Testament. But there was, God couldn't even get to that man's heart because he was so just bent out on killing David and doing what it is that he wants to do. Right. You know? And, like, we have to allow God to judge our hearts because... If we're not allowing him to judge our hearts, bro, we're we're like, if you think about it, we're going to go into destruction. Like, if I'm not, bro, I'm telling you right now, bro, when I was in the military, bro, Rick, I told you, it's mm-hmm. been times where I sat in my room, my barracks room by myself, didn't have nobody. Nobody was visiting me or writing me letters or calling to check up on me or nothing. You know what I'm saying? It was times where I was literally alone. I was by myself. It was no drink in the world. It was no club in the world. It was no text from no friend or whoever you know what I'm saying situationship that was gonna make me feel better internally and I felt the most alone that I could ever have felt and that's when I believe that God revealed to me that inside I was so empty oh yeah 
and like this is like the beginning of like the height of my career like I moved out of the house at 18 you know and it's just it was just all geared towards vanity and like me trying to prove myself you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and it was like God just showed me how empty I was on the inside bro and it wasn't until I started allowing him to take down these walls that I had built you know what I'm saying both knowingly and unknowingly that he was able to actually get to my heart and start taking out things and pulling out things and trust and believe he gonna continue to do that you know all the way to the day that we all die you know but it's just one of those things bro like we just we have to allow him to really just judge our heart like look at our heart and you know like hold us accountable and stuff mic drop I feel you on that one like we can't be out here I had wrote this down it came to my mind can't be out here uh like H and M clothing, <laughs> you know. Bro, have y'all ever went to H and M? Y'all go to H and M, bro, and the threads and stuff is just fall. Like after Man, it one comes wash, out it's after over one with. wash, it starts threading out. It starts shrinking. You like what in the world is these clothes made out of? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's funny because it's like it has an appearance of luxury, this and that, but inside and material wise it's false man it's faux you know yeah it's not real you know and everything it's priced like it is yeah it's priced like it is <laughs> you know that's like you know right here where he says you know you know these things have a you know these things and these people have appearance of being you know true but they have a false humility you know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing real. Just broke, fake, you know? And it's definitely something to like, hey, still shop at H&M. I still shop there. Well, I ain't been there like, been there in a couple years. But, hey, whatever floats your boat on that, whatever floats your boat on that. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, we just can't be out here, you know, being fake. You know, we're going to be real. We're going to have to be Louis Vuitton or something. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. We gotta but be real loud. Loose threads, like you had a real good analogy earlier that you used. You was talking about how, like, <clears throat> like we can't us as Christians can't be out here being like H and M clothing. Where you're talking about like loose threads when something, when some hot water start hitting it, or when it start going up against turbulence. When it gets too hot, yeah. you know, threads start coming out, mm-hmm. and that's what, you know, you know, without. With our appearance and what you know, I you know our fate, you know, they will be tested at one point. You know what I'm saying? And then um, and when our fate is tested, that day comes. It's like, man, are we gonna be able to stand? You know what I'm saying? Are you gonna be able to get through it, or is you gonna be? It's gonna be too hot for you. You gonna start wilding out. You know what I'm saying? Like the H and M clothing, <laughs> putting that dry. It's gonna start wilding out. It's gonna start peeling off and everything. You gonna stick a leg? It's gonna go right through the pants. You and know what I'm saying? I believe that it is like a, it's it's like real, we need realness in the church. Do we need like realness? Like it's people. It's crazy how like people are just now publicly right. talking about pornography. Yeah, and the fact that they battle it, and it's a lot of people that have felt shame from watching pornography right. or whatever. You know what I'm saying? 
to the point where that's not even something that that's not even a topic that they're gonna bring up in the church because somebody gonna look at them like they're crazy or you know like they're a child of something you know what I'm saying when in reality it's something that we all battle statistically speaking because even because even in the church even in the church we still you know worry about it and stuff like that but no one wants to talk about it, you know? And I do believe that it is a... It, we need that realness. Like, Paul, for instance, he killed Christians and stuff, you know? They needed that realness. And Paul even said it. He was like, I need to share this testimony of the gospel to show that me, even Paul, the most, the worst out of all sinners, could be saved and so that somebody else can be saved, you know? Right. And it's like, we need that realness, bro. Like, you really think about it, bro. Like... Following Jesus, like, we make it hard, bro, but sometimes it's really not that easy. I don't care what nobody say. We go through, you go through different seasons, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And it's one of those things where me personally, naively, being a mediocre Christian, I thought that following Jesus was going to be all peaches and cream and everything. But when we look at, like, Jesus, when we look at Paul, like, they were incarcerated. They were in prison, you know? But they weren't imprisoned in their mind or in their hearts, you know? Exactly. It was, like, one of those things where it's, like, you just gotta... I don't know. It's just, like, a sense of realness, bro. You gotta be real about everything, you know? You have to be. You have to be real, man. Can't be out here, you know, faking the show. You know, you only can fake and you only can hide and the, the fruit's too long, man, until you reveal, man. You know, you got to stay true. You got to stay true to that. And uh, that's what, you know, reconnecting is all about. You know, reconnecting back um, to the foundation, you know, which is Jesus, man. When Paul here talks about they forgot about the head, you know what I'm saying? They they disconnected, disconnected from the source, you know what I'm saying? Which the, the head, you know, the whole body, you know, holds up the head, you know what I'm saying? Which is held by you know by the whole body. Mm-hmm. Shoot, when the head take when the head we when the head is gone from the body, man. What's the purpose of the, the rest of the body? You know what I'm saying? The hands and all that. The head it gone. It can't because the head. What's on the head? It got eyes. It got ears. Well, it got it a mouth. Brain function. It got a brain moves. function. You know what I'm saying? Your nervous system. It could your your brain controls your whole body to move. You know what I'm saying? With no head there. Like, if you cut a chicken, a head off a chicken, a chicken will run around like crazy. You know what I'm saying? It'll, it'll go crazy. So, in this world, we 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 have disconnected from the head. We just run to Jesus to the point where everybody out here wilding. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're going back to ways where, you know, we're going back into depression. We're going back into this. We don't know what to do. We wilding. And the world's just in chaos because it's without the head, man. It's without the head. And we just got to go get that head, you know what I'm saying? Screw it back on to the body, you know what I'm saying? And then we can function back so we can see, so we can hear, so we can, you know, you know, preach the gospel, you know what I'm saying? So it's very, it's very important. You know, even though you probably like function, you could function without the head, you know what I'm saying? Physically, you know, with your arms, but you only can do these works to the point you know what I'm saying? What you doing the works for? You know? You only can do the work so much. And to the point you ain't got... You know what I'm saying? You ain't got no reason for it. You know? You can go pass out a million baubles all I care. Or you can, you know, do these many 
you know, purge, rituals, all that stuff. But it's not going to, that alone is not going to justify, you know what I'm saying, your faith in Christ. It's not going to justify it. It's not going to justify it. You got anything to say? It's a bar. It's a bar. And just to piggyback on that, just to leave this and close it out, who are you doing it for? Are you doing it for you or are you doing it for Jesus? That is a good question. And I feel like that should be, that's just something we should be asking. We gotta all ask ourselves. All ask sometimes. What are we doing it for? Are we doing it for us to great to gain, you know, recognition for us and fill us up? You know what I'm saying? Or are we doing it, you know what I'm saying? Or are we doing it for Jesus, you know what I'm saying? Getting up, doing this, doing this podcast. Can't be selfish with it. Not doing it for us, doing it for Jesus. Doing it for whoever's listening out there. You know, onesies and twosies of y'all. Tens, listen with your friends, listen by yourself in your room, and hope to reach y'all. You know, but we're gonna end this. Um, we're gonna end it, and I just want—I feel I want to end it in prayer. Um, um. So, Lord, just thank you for this day, you're giving us Heavenly Father. Um, I don't know who's out here listening, Heavenly Father, but uh, you place it on my heart. Uh, to pray for somebody or, you know, more than one person that's going through a lot right now, Heavenly Father. Um, someone is out there in the room right now, Lord, or on a job, and they're not knowing, you know, what's the next step in life. And, Lord, uh, you always promise us uh, to not worry about anything. For you said, for you have said in Matthew, Lord, uh, you know, even the birds do not worry about the food they gain, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you always provide. So, and we're, and we're, and we're the people, and you're going to always provide for us. Um, just as you provided for Elijah, just your pride, you know, you provided for the Israelites, Lord. Uh, even in times we do not even turn to you, you're still there, Heavenly Father. But, Lord, I just, uh, just pray for, um, just pray for us, Lord, that we continue to speak boldly you know the gospel lord and uh to continue to spread and not be scared um for the uh teachers out there lord you are appointed lord i just pray that you um you continue to be with them lord and uh continue to shine your light on them and uh lord just uh let us not all who follow you forget that and you know we gotta always stay connected to you no matter what even though when times get hard just as uh, Job, just as Moses, just as Elijah, and just as your son Jesus. Even though times that we, they are all, they all question, you know, what was going on. And Lord, let us not feel bad and let us not condemn ourselves about feeling that way. For it's normal. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, y'all have a good one. Love y'all.